there's a lot of first, third, seconds, you know. So it's it's one of the first times I'm doing baby steps on the tour. Second year playing uh, on the tour, I'm still getting to meet some of the people, you know. I still haven't said hi to most of the guys, you know. So it's uh, it's baby steps for me. Think about the present. Don't think about the future. Enjoy your time. Take your mind away from tennis uh, at the evenings. I don't know. Go bowling. Go 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 for dinner. Go for a walk. Go whatever. Do something else than tennis and and watching tennis, watching highlights. Excellent. I'd love to talk to you also about um, your career. So you made your top 100 debut in November of 2021, and you played with Hubie Hercatch, and you won a title, the Moselle Open, that year. What do you remember about that? Well, it was a huge privilege for me to play with Hubie uh, back then. I mean, it still is whenever, whenever we play. I'm, don't get me wrong, it still is. But it, it was it was the first time for me playing with Hubie. He actually reached out to me to play that tournament together. He reached out asking if I want to try to get a wild card. You know, it didn't even cross my mind to ask him since I was still ranked around 140, 130 at the time. And I wasn't sure if we even have a chance to get in from the rankings. And I never even thought about bothering him to ask for a wild card, even if I knew he's going to be one of the top seeds. He still has a chance to get that wild card. We ended up getting in from the list, I think second second to last or something. Ended up playing one of my friends' first run uh, from Poland. So it was uh, kind of a big deal for me back then, playing a first run 250 against one of my best friends, which I played with before, uh, Shimon Valkov. We ended up beating them first round and then just kept on playing. Like Hubi, Hubi got a hot shot the second round, which went viral for, for months. And I think came up, came second in the hot shots of the whole year, 2021. Then semis would be Continent, McLachlan, which was a great match. And then the final was actually quite crazy because we played uh, we played Hugo and Arthur Rinderneck, uh, and which I knew from the past from college. Uh, and from what I remember about this final and uh, the moments after the final is that this is the first time we actually met with Hugo. He came up to me after the match, told me that I played very well and we exchanged numbers. And he told me that if I ever want to play together with him in the future, if, I ever, if I'm ever looking for a partner, um, so I should feel free to reach out. Here's his number and, and he'll, he'll gladly share the court with me. So yeah, it just, just kind of didn't happen until the end of 2021 because he was still ranked much higher than me. But we ended up practicing some um, couple of times in 2022. Uh, so yeah, it kind of it kind of clicked right away. We we became great friends uh, right right away. Uh, we managed to to get to know each other a little bit better off court, and we started playing together from March. Yeah, you've been um, playing with Hugo Nice. That's the Hugo you're talking about from France. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit more about Hubi and and what how he has helped you because obviously he's a very good singles player and also a very good doubles player. Has he sort of been a mentor to you? Yeah, I mean, for years, for years. I mean, his his results basically um, showed me that anything is possible. You know, coming from Poland, it's not easy for us to break through. We don't have that many tournaments. We don't get as many opportunities with the wild cards compared to Italians, French, British, Spanish, Germans, whatever you can name them all, Americans, Australians. You know, there's plenty of countries that have more tournaments than us. And it's never easy for us to break through. So it's it's great to see E guys, great to see Hubi. So there there's so many so many of us that are breaking through, and it's just inspiring, you know. So it it's always been a mentor. It's always been a huge help to me uh, as a friend, uh, as a basically a figure that I look up to, you know. Because I mean, even though he's a younger he's a younger kid than me, younger guy. Uh, I, I mean, I still I look up to him, and I'm so proud of what he has achieved in tennis and. He's been a great help for me to break through in those levels rankings, which is not easy to get in the bigger tournaments. Uh, he helped me win Mets, uh, like you mentioned. Then we played the Masters 1000 in Montreal last year. 
where he, we made the semis and then we played the uh, 500 in Astana. We made semis again. So I don't know how many points is that in total, but I think it's around 800, 700 points that he just gave, I mean, not gave me, we, we worked on it for it together. Uh, we definitely played some very good matches together and I'm, I'm hoping to play some more together in the future. So then you made your top 50 debut in July of 2022 and shortly what followed was a quarterfinal at the US Open, your first major quarterfinal. What was that experience like? Oh, incredible. I mean, I, I can't say enough how big it was for me back then. I mean, it still is. Uh, it was my first time playing in New York um, as a pro. I played as a junior back in the day, but uh, I think I lost first on a second round doubles. That was the only doubles win I've had in majors and juniors, basically, at the, at the US Open. So yeah, coming back to New York, the city that basically never sleeps, you know, it's, it's crazy atmosphere. So many people, one of the biggest, I mean, biggest stadiums in the world. Then then coming up just short in the quarterfinals against number one in the world that we got the revenge on Melbourne. Uh, yeah, it, it was incredible. It was incredible. Uh, great run. Um, I, I was proud of ourselves to to manage to get to the quarterfinals. So it was bittersweet to lose in, those quarter, in that quarterfinal. But I was, I was coming back home with my head up high and, and proud of what we achieved. And I was really looking forward to the next Grand Slams. And you're playing with Hugo Nice again, uh, whom you played with in New York last year. So that's two fantastic majors in a row. What works so well in your partnership? I think it's just being, it's about being great friends, you know, on and off the court and supporting each other no matter what. I mean, we don't hold anything against each other. No matter what happens, like there are days when some, the one of us is struggling, there are days when the other one is struggling. And we understand it, you know, we're just human beings, you know, like we have our days that are just a little bit worse and better. And it's it's all about staying together, being a team, uh, being a one unit, uh, if I can call that on the court and bringing that that good, positive energy, positive vibe to the court every single day during practices, during during matches. Uh, and it, it doesn't always have to be pretty, you know, sometimes you have to go out there and win ugly. It's just part of the part of the sport. But yeah, just just what makes us great is I think it's being great friends and trusting each other no matter what. And you have a shared coach. A lot of the times the doubles teams have a coach each, but you've chosen to go the route of one coach between you two. How does that help? I think it's it's very important to to have someone besides you uh, at that level already, at least uh, for sure, someone that's experienced and been here before, you know. Someone like Marius Frisenberg. Yeah, I've, I have I have the pleasure to I had the pleasure to work with him for the past three years already. You've had some great coaches, haven't you? Because you went to the University of Georgia and worked under Manny Diaz. I was actually at the University of Tennessee, so we're SEC oh, wow. rivals. But yeah. quite a few years before you. Um, what did uh, Manny do to your career? Well, I mean, first of all, he he took a he took a quite a big gamble on me because I committed very late. I mean, even though I was I was ranked pretty high in juniors. Uh, he kind of took a gamble on me by giving me a 100% scholarship in like middle of November or like late November. And uh, that is very rare for male tennis players to have 100%. The women usually get it because of Title IX, but for men, yeah. it's very, very rare to get 100%. So that's how much he must have trusted you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he trusted me big time. And I think hopefully, hopefully he sees it that way. I think it paid off. <laughs> <laughs> I think I became two-time All-American, made it to number one in doubles and number two in singles. Uh, we managed to go to the final four twice as a team. I made it to the finals and doubles uh, individually uh, alongside Robert Lobb. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was great. What, what he taught me throughout the years is, is, is priceless, you know? I mean, I, I can't really put into words how much the University of Georgia taught me throughout those years, how much it helped me become who I am today. And there's not a single thing that I can just point out that just is the biggest lesson that I've learned at Georgia. You know, there's plenty of small lessons that I've learned, 
and uh, yeah, it, it created what I am today. What do you, did you go ever to the Georgia Tennessee football game? Oh, for sure. Fan? Yeah, yeah. I follow until this day. How about them dogs now winning the titles <laughs> back to back? Huh? They're pretty good. Those red and black. I don't know if I like the Bulldogs too much. Yeah. Um, but that's a lovely experience. Why did you pick Georgia? Um, it felt like home right away. I went on a visit to Southern California. I went on a visit to Georgia and then South Florida in the end. I took like a three school trip. The Southern, Southern California school felt very good too. Mm -hmm. But Georgia, Georgia felt like home, you know? Georgia felt like home, felt like I, I belonged there right away. They took me in like one of the family members, even though I'm, I was foreign and I'm still am. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was, I was the only Polish, basically the only European on the team the only not native English speaker, uh, mm -hmm. but I, I felt that I that I fit perfectly on this team right away. You know, like I felt like I belonged there. So it wasn't a it wasn't a long decision that I had to make. You know, right after I left Georgia, I went to South Florida. I basically already made up my mind that I'm, I'm committing to Georgia. And you must have been a very good junior in order for all those coaches in Georgia and at uh, Southern Cal to want you. Yeah, yeah, I think I made it to the highest as 24 in the world in juniors. Yeah, it was like my last year, the, the, the year that I was the oldest. Um, when I played not all the slams, I skipped Australia to stay in Europe and play some tournaments back there, which actually paid off big time because I was ranked around 100 when I was around the Australian swing. Um, and then I stayed in Europe, hung out in Europe, and I think I made it to... 24 after just like three or four tournaments in a row so it paid off then i was i was free to play whatever i wanted until the end of the year and yeah i mean it was it was a great experience playing juniors i still remember until this day how we traveled and were able to meet friends basically every other week you know it was shared tournaments with girls and guys so it was fun i mean until this day we we say hi to each other right now it's great to see so many familiar faces from juniors so many people that are in the top right now and and men's and women's are my friends from juniors so it's it's great to see them achieving so much uh, in the pros after having a great career in junior so it's uh, yeah it, it was a big big step for me yeah. does that help when you come to the majors at senior level to feel a little bit more comfortable because there it is quite uh, sort of your eyes get big don't they when you see all these big players around yeah if it was only Novak and Rafa around <laughs> I would probably feel more uh, <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> a little bit as, uh, around the legends but I mean it's it's great to see like i know like i mentioned already before i mean it's great to see so many familiar faces you know it's it's great to have someone that you can stop by uh for a second for a minute to talk to talk about how you've been in the recent months recent years because we haven't seen each other in in a long time uh because like i mentioned and you mentioned i was in college for four years so we kind of lost that contact between each other but it, it's it's getting back you know like i'm getting back in contact with so many people and it's it's for sure helping to to see them being here for, for such a long time and knowing it in the back of my head that I've played on the same level in the past with those guys uh, and why why cannot be one of them, you know, making it in the pros right now and I think um, making those first steps proving that I belong here as well. Is the goal to continue really specializing doubles or the singles career is as important? It's done. The singles career is done. Yep. I think I, I, I made that decision about two years ago when I made it to the top 200 in doubles around. Um, and it was quite difficult to share singles and doubles uh, anymore uh, at that point because I wasn't getting into the challengers and singles. So it was mostly just doubles. And yeah, I, I basically put everything on one card and I think it's paying off so far. And uh, you're still very young. What's the goal for the future? Have you got any uh, dreams and ambitions you'd like to fulfill? Winning a Grand Slam. And then we'll see from then. <laughs> I love it. And finally, um, I read your dream job is becoming a tennis coach. 
Is that still um, your dream? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for now, I'm focusing on being a tennis, actual tennis player and having a coach coaching me. But <laughs> at the same time, you got to look in the future um, and, and, you know, think about what to do after your career mm. because it's not going to last forever. Definitely, it's, it's something that I want to do um, is to, to help younger generation, younger guys and share my experience with and, and just, yeah, tell them how it was, what I went through and hopefully help them as, help them as much as I can to go through the same things that I'm going through, you know? Yeah, the experience you're gaining is absolutely invaluable. Yeah. Well, very much uh, thank you to Jan Zielinski and all the best. Thank you, appreciate it.